Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen. I hope you are all having a blessed day. When you get an opportunity, check out the links in my description. Check out my books, music, and art. Check out my brother, Justin Keen, and all of his merchandise. You can also check out his music channel, as well as his gaming streaming that he's been doing through my channel with Autumn Keen and his kids. And you can also check out my wife's latest videos that she's been posting on this channel called Dawn Keen Live Streaming. Uh, we are trying to do a Keen Family Friends channel where people that we trust and care about work with us to produce uh, some of the entertaining projects and products that we put out on the internet. Today we're going to do God Talk and I am going to ask some questions and also make some points about some things that I think a lot of people haven't really thought about. As many of you know, if you're a Christian or a Muslim or of any faith that involves a deity or gods, most people of faith believe that we have something called free will. They believe that when the gods created the universe and the god created this world that is called its creation, that it gave us the ability to be autonomous. And one of the ways that you can tell that this God, at least for Christianity and Judaism, made it to where we had choices was you can clearly read in the Bible, in order to be saved and find salvation through Jesus Christ, you have to make correct decisions that consolidate what it is that God wants from our lives. You can see that in the Old Testament, God created 10 commandments, and he knew that we would either choose to obey those commandments or we would choose not to. Just by the fact that an all-knowing, all-powerful God created rules and laws for mankind to live by shows that God designed us with the capability of being autonomous and the ability to be able to make choices with our lives. Another thing to think about, too, is God also created heaven, and God is responsible for creating hell. And hell is a place where celestial beings, such as demons, exist, as well as where humans go, who decided to disobey the choices that they had. They decided to disobey the law. And according to the Bible, sin is considered transgression against the law. If you are breaking the law, then you're disobeying God and his laws, his tenets, and this will result in consequences, eternal consequences, which makes absolute sense because God himself is eternal. And after this world passes away and the universe dies, then all we are faced with is eternity, because this universe is what constricts us to time. Without the universe, without this life, then we are faced with eternity. So there is no way to say, oh, I'm going to have you for five years or ten years in a bad place or good place, because time itself no longer exists unless there is a universe and natural laws that God laid down. Now let's question, let's honestly, without offending anyone, question what the atheist or a non-believer or a skeptic is trying to tell us. 
it's not just enough to state that you lack a belief in deities. There's a lot of consequences that come with the idea of not believing that there is a objective observer or reality maker or prime mover that set this all into place. If you don't believe that, then you would be called a natural man where you believe that everything about you is based solely on the nature that you claim that you can observe. Even though it's impossible for you to be able to observe all nature, all you're able to do is observe what is in front of you. And the universe itself is, according to science, over 200 billion light years. If there was a way to be able to measure our size as humans compared to our universe, we wouldn't even show up as a dot on the radar. That is how small we are. In fact, our planet is so small, if you were to compare it to the contrast of the universe, we wouldn't be able to see it, even if the universe was all white and not black with stars and planets in it and black holes, you would not be able to see it even with a microscope. That is how small and irrelevant humanity is. And it amazes me sometimes, if you don't mind me pointing this out before we get into the discussion, that we are so small and there are literally billions of dangerous things that could put us out of business, yet somehow we survived this long. To me, that is a miracle. The planet has went through several extinction periods. Several things have been wiped out. And the fact that we have been able to exist, evolve, as some would call it, advance to the point that we have, that to me is considered an absolute miracle. A miracle is defined as something that doesn't happen very often, that it happens very rare. Well, I would challenge any of you out there to scour the universe and find me another planet out there that has life forms on it. I don't doubt that there may be other planets that have something, but we haven't been able to prove it, efficiently at least, or enough for the world to be able to accept it. But the point is, is that we're a one-time deal at this point in history, in a point in American history and scientific observation. Now, if we were to go along with what the non-believer is claiming, if there's no God, then that means that there is no laws created by God. If there's no laws created by God, then that means there is no such thing as sin. The only thing that can be considered right and wrong is what our human leaders tell us is right and wrong. And because our leaders are flawed and constantly do wrong things all the time, if we're basing our morality and what we do upon our leaders who constantly screw up, then we don't really have even near what would some would refer to as perfect morality. We're simply human beings who have just repeatedly screwed up over and over throughout history because we continue to follow the words of other men out there and what it is that they deem is right and wrong. And unfortunately, we live in a world where a lot of people claim they want to be right and they want to do good and they want to benefit the human race. But most of us who've been around for several years and are sentient and we have ability to observe we can see that most human beings do not care about what benefits the rest of humanity. They don't care if any of us suffer. If I died tomorrow, there would be a few people out there would be sad, you'd cry, 
but you'd get over it, and most people wouldn't even know who the hell a Brett Keen is in the first place. So, being that they didn't even know me in the first place, why would they care if I benefit or I'm or care about my welfare and happiness? The only reason why people seem to care about each other in the first place, at least in the atheist camp, is because they had this thing called sympathy, which they can't explain why they even have in the first place, or in they don't want to go through what somebody else went through. If someone else suffers, they're able to relate in some kind of way and say, oh, I wouldn't want that to happen to me. I wouldn't want to get hit by a car because I see the consequences and result of it. Fair enough. But the real question we have to ask ourselves is if there is no God and we don't have a soul because souls usually require a generator and a creator behind it. We need an energy source that would create the very thing that we call souls. And religious people tend to call that a god. But atheists do not have the generator. They don't have the prime mover. They don't have the creator. Some of them think that they might have got here by aliens. Some of them believe that there might have been some germs that were sitting on a rock and that just happened to hit the earth. And then it hit the right chemicals on the planet, and somehow, voila, here they are today. Who knows? Who knows? This isn't questioning if they're wrong or right. This is questioning what does it mean to be a human if there is no God or soul? If you don't have a soul and there is no God, then how would you be able to determine if you even have free will or free speech or free anything? How, as an artist, if you're a painter, a guitar player, a musician, or someone who's trying to create an original piece of art, if you don't have a soul and there is no God, and you're nothing more than complex chemicals that have been strewn together by nature blindly without any emotion or love in the use of your creation and why you even exist, then you would have to suggest that you are nothing more than chemistry that is controlled by your environment. You're basically a product of your environment. It's like a, a fish. It's going to swim wherever the currents are best for it, but it doesn't exactly choose. It instinctively goes where food may be, where its body naturally tells it to go. It doesn't philosophize about, huh, if I were to create a trap or do some certain things, I would be able to have a better outcome in something like that. Fish do not sit around and think about things. They don't sit around just because they say that there are schools of fish out there doesn't actually mean that they're taking little fish to school and teaching them science and history and all this kind of crap. Birds are the same way. If something unusual is going on with the weather, they don't think about things. They simply fly in a direction where they think that they're going to survive. But it's not really, as I said, a thing of thinking. It's just simply instincts. If you don't have a soul and you don't have a God, then you're just going where the chemistry takes you. And you're responding and you're reacting to your environment just like a computer would. If a computer had limbs, arms, legs, if it had the ability to have a thought process where 
not everything inside of it was programmed and shit, but it, if it was programmed, it was programmed in a way where it could make choices on which direction it wants to go. A computer is usually set up and designed by men to a point where it doesn't get any free will. It doesn't get choice. It just simply reacts and responds to what it was programmed to do. Now, the claim that atheists, agnostics, and people who don't believe in a god are claiming that the computer somehow came into existence by itself, that the materials that made it up programmed it to do these things. But if that is true, then how can they explain the emotions behind it? How can they explain how a person is able to be able to have literally hundreds of thousands of alternatives and choices to be able to do what they do. When you look at a video game, which as many of you know, this is mostly a gaming channel, you would never expect for the environment to suddenly change on you or become something new unless the person who's developing the game creates the new environment for it to walk around in. You would never, as well as the game developers, expect your character to one day when you log into your video game, your character is suddenly doing its own thing. No, your character will literally stand there like an avatar and allow itself to be beat to death by zombies and ghouls or whatever your opponent and enemy is unless you take control over the controller and do something. You actually have to play the game in order for the character to be able to move and do the things that it does. And you are not the character, though, which is the catch. You are an outside external force or interface that is completing the goals and the missions within the developed program that is happening. Now, what if I were to tell you, okay, so today, for now on, all video games, the only way video games can exist is if they design themselves and create themselves via nature. That we take away all the developers, we take away all the programmers, and not only that, but I expect anyone who takes upon a controller and controls the avatar or the NPC, you are no longer able to touch the controller or use virtual reality. You no longer get to press the buttons. How many years would need to go by before the character on the screen, without no soul, no sentience, is able to move around freely by itself? And that is the point. The design of nature seems to be set up to where we want food, we need sleep, we are energy-consuming creatures. Some groups of creatures, such as the human species, require social. If you were living on this world all by yourself, or you were to fly to Mars to explore it, and your entire crew got killed and you were left all by yourself, within two years, being completely by yourself and realizing and accepting the hard, cold facts that you're never going to be able to escape and return to Earth, you would most likely lose your mind. You would go insane because you have hardly any kind of environment to work off of. 
you have no one to be able to learn from, absorb from, and basically you're a dead computer that has nothing to associate with and have relevant conversations with and to grow mentally. You would become stagnant and almost dead if you didn't have more or that external power and feed that is required for a human being. Imagine it. If I were to tell any of you right now, I'll pay you $10 million and all you have to do is spend half your life on a planet with nobody else. Some of you might think, oh, that'd be kind of cool going to another planet and exploring. But what if I told you the planet was Mars? There were no trees, no animals, just you and a desert-like environment where there's nothing else. Just you living in some big bubble thing that astronauts created, and that was your life. Would you do it? Would it be worth all that money? No. Because you know, even if you were given all the food that was required for you to survive, you wouldn't get the food of mental thought. You wouldn't be fed all the other important things like social value goals and ambitions the only thing would be is you'd be sitting around waiting to die or waiting until someone hopefully comes and gets you the atheist says he doesn't have a soul the agnostic says he has no god or at least he doesn't know if there is or not most non-believers will admit if you get them if you really really push them into the corner almost 95 percent of them will admit it's possible that a God is real. It's possible. But one thing you will find if you have a discussion with any of them, ask them if they have free will. Ask them if they have choice. Do they really? Or, or are they predetermined to do what their environment allows them to do? Are they nothing more than a program, a sophisticated program created by nature, that is going from one step to the next without any choice or anything. Think about what is involved in order for a choice to actually exist. For you to have the ability to say yes or no, or this is beneficial, this isn't. I'm going to kill this, I'm not going to kill that. Even the most simplest of questions of should I do this, should I do that, do you have free will? And if you don't have free will, then wouldn't this also mean that you don't actually have free speech? That everything that comes out of your mouth, everything that you say, is already predetermined. It's simply what your program is doing. You're not exactly expressing an original or new idea. What you're doing is you're responding and reacting just as a computer would to an equation thrown at it. You're either going to answer or you're not. Most people I have listened to have debates and discussions about free will. They state that they have no choice over the color they like or the foods that they enjoy tasting or who they're going to love and who they're going to do this because their chemistry is already predetermined what type of woman they want, what type of man they want, what type of color, what type of food, and everything all the way down the line. They become a product of their environment. 
And once you start believing that, the moment you start believing that you have no free will, no soul, no God, no nothing, then it comes down to realizing that nothing really has any meaning or purpose. Life is just a pre-generated, predetermined exercise until you die. You live, you survive, <clears throat> and then you die. And there's no purpose behind it. There's no objective reason. You're just here because the universe played the role of the dice and somehow you won temporarily. Because if there is no God, that also means that the universe itself has no one controlling it. That there's no one outside the earth protecting us from all the tragedies and terrible things that could happen. That means that you're only alive as long as nature says so. And that's it. And I can see how a lot of people could make some interesting arguments. Well, isn't that the way it is? Can't nature just kill us anytime it wants? Yeah, but you need to take it to the next step. We shouldn't be here now. Nature should have killed us a long time ago. We offer absolutely no benefit as humans to the natural environment. In fact, we kill trees. We kill the environment. We kill our atmosphere. We kill animals. We kill every life form out there. We're considered the, the greatest predator and enemy of all living things on this earth. We are lucky to be here. We are lucky that our planet is still flying around in this abyss of darkness, covered and surrounded by stars and massive cataclysms that are happening every second, every moment of every day in this universe. We are like a crumb swirling around in the toilet. Why haven't we been flushed yet? Why have we lasted this long? If you don't have a soul and you don't have a God and you don't believe in free will, you're a predeterminist and you determine that everything is like that and set in place, then you have to ask yourself, then what is protecting us? Why are we still here? You're, you can't argue, well, maybe it's just that we got fortunate, we got lucky. Well, luck is kind of a supernatural concept, isn't it? It means that there is actually a chance. It means that you can roll the dice and you can actually win. But if everything's predetermined, then there is no such thing as rolling the dice or taking chances. It just is. I'm going to end the video with this. Some of you may find it fascinating and interesting to watch a science video, not a religious type of video, but watch a video where they explore the inside of the human body. It is absolutely extraordinary the kind of things that are going on inside of our body that we don't even know about. There are literally trillions of things happening in your body. Even as you watch and listen to my video, like little machines, little nanobots, little cells doing extraordinary and mechanical type of things in order to keep you going, keep you running. If someone did not tell you 
if scientists did not tell you what was happening and they just showed you, they didn't put a title on any of these videos, but you were directed to go watch some of them. If you could watch yourselves and what is happening, the molecules and and uh, material that is inside your body working, if you were not able to use a microscope and you didn't know what you were looking at and no one told you what you were looking at, you would think that what you were watching visually and listening to was an entire universe within itself. What is happening in your the tips of your fingers, what is happening in your own eyeball. It is extraordinary the things that are happening, and they all appear to be mechanical and working together and doing all these functions. And to even imagine for a minute that these trillions of things just happen to be functioning, making compromises and negotiations and working with each other and even having peaceful resolutions with one another every second of the day, they had their own almost economical system going on. They even had their own currency of white blood cells and red. It's just an entire world and universe all by itself, just within your system. And to think that there's not more beyond that, that there's not something even beyond this universe that is watching you, that loves you and is protecting you, that's just the nicest way to put it is Lacking intelligence, stupid, foolish. A person who considers himself rational and logical, the most important thing that they should do, the highest priority, if you truly want to see yourself as an honest-to-goodness skeptic, the first thing and only thing you should always think about mostly is questioning yourself. Am I right or wrong? It's easy to go out and criticize other people, but debate yourself. Question your own philosophy. Determine how you got to the point where you are in the first place. Ask questions about why your anatomy is the way it is, why you are physically like you are, why you even think the way you do. Why does matter even matter? And let me tell you, once you start doing that and start being honest with yourself, instead of trying to distract yourself with arguments and aggravating uh, quips and memes and stupid things in order to interrupt and cause chaos in a conversation, once you start doing that, really honestly looking at yourself, that will be the day when you start getting the answers that you claim that you've always cared about finding and knowing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, when you get an opportunity, check out my books, my music, and art. Check out the links in my description, and God bless.